I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Oh, say can you see? It's Saturday matinee, everybody. And on this very day in 1931, the Star Spangled Banner becomes the first of the first official and still current U.S. national anthem. And I am here, Pete Wright, recording with my Star Spangled besties. Rob Cabasco and Kyle Olson. Hello, gentlemen. And there's been no controversy about that decision ever since. Nope, never since. But let me tell you, when you're looking at on this day for today mm -hmm. in history, the rest is a dumpster fire. This was not a good day for historical things. Well, I, so well, because you missed the biggest and most important event that happened on, on this very day two years ago was when Rob and I what? first joined the Next Real family. <laughs> Our first episode I... of Marvel Movie Minute Hulk dropped two years ago this day. You picked the Fantastic. Star Spangled Matter over us? How dare you, sir? I can't, and, and you know what? Even You even told me 
that this was the day. You told me hours ago, but I was like, so uh. excited to be able to sing on a podcast <laughs> that I had to <laughs> I had to pick my thing over your thing. How is there not uh, the anniversary song? Like, how do they do the happy birthday I, there, song? There's no anniversary there should song. should be. Yeah, there's no anniversary song. Mm-hmm. Get to work on that, people. Happy anniversary to... Right. No, it doesn't work. Exactly. And plus, now we owe dollars. Uh, so let's, let's talk about well. what's he's on your watch the, list. the most prolific one we know. What are you watching right now, Kyle? Because you're so chatty. You go first. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Rob is also on the show. I swear. He's here. <laughs> Rob is also present. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, the, the big thing is uh, is that I have seen the future. I have seen the Batman. Oh, you already I did. Already you did little it. skunk. I did. I went to a fan first screening uh, at the AMC and saw it in IMAX. It was very loud, uh, but it was really so good. And it was a and so house. long. It's like nine hours long, <laughs> right? It, it is. It is three hours long, uh, but it, it mm-hmm. does not feel like it. I mean, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, news. like we we were about like we we're sort of going along, and and it's it is a a. It is a dense movie in terms of like there's a lot of plot stuff going on, but it is very clear. Like I never got to a point where I was like, now what, what's happening? Who who is he fighting? Who what's going on? Like I was always like, oh okay, he's following this trail and this oh this this uh, then we just talk to this guy. I mean like it's a really strong detective story because it's it's Batman like in the world of seven. Like I mean there's a, basically a serial yeah. killer who's out there and. All of Batman's gadgets and all the Batmobiles in the world can't stop because he can't find this guy. So he really has to follow all these clues. So you get to see Batman really working harder than he has in all the previous movies because he can't just punch a bunch of ninjas like he really has to do the full detective work in order to get there. And uh, seeing him and Commissioner Gordon together more than I think they've been in any other thing, like side by side working the case. It's really good. I, I think the the first time when I sort of like became aware that this was a different movie is there. There's a crime. And you see in the preview, there's a crime scene. Someone has been killed and the cops are all there everywhere. And Batman just walks into the crime scene just through the wow. front door, walks in. And it was like, oh, Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen this before. This, like, this is not the kind of thing I expect. Yeah, there's no smoke bomb. There's no like you turn around and he's there. Like it's just like he yeah. just as a guy just sort of walks in. All the cops are like, uh, we just going to let him. <laughs> yeah, they are my street clothes. Yeah. What of it? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I think that I have I really care about. I, you've you have piqued my interest with Batman in seven like yeah. that, I think, is interesting. Yeah. That's that's like a, a two great tastes that that may very well go great together. But the, the big question is, do I get a thumbs up, thumbs down on Pattinson? Oh, he's very, very good. And the the previews. I think have been poorly sound balanced because everyone was complaining about, Oh God, it's gonna be another swear to me, you know, like that kind of thing where like, yeah. there's the scene where he pounds against the glass and says, and there was like, oh. yeah. And like, I can tell you having me in the IMAX with their sound cranked way up. It is really clear. I'm a big sound guy mm-hmm. and I could hear everything. I could understand him every single time. And he doesn't do a full on Christian Bale, growly voice but he's doing a thing but it's very clear and easy to understand it's his thing and it's it's sort of like he's he's really so good in this that i I couldn't see him as robert pattinson 
like all the stuff I know about Robert Pattinson as he's going along and he takes the mask off too. I, I, I had a hard time seeing him as the same guy who was in the twilight movies and, and lighthouse and all these things. He really creates his own thing. It's, I was, yeah, I was really, really impressed with it. Actually, everybody in this, like universally. And there's some people in this movie that you don't know are in this movie, unless you go onto IMDb and scan down to it. There are people they have not talked about at all who are major players in this mystery. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were in this movie. That's that's exciting. You it sounds like you're a you're dare I say it? Are you a fan? I am a fan. I, I am super Fantastic. impressed. And uh, one more thing, and I know because we have other things people want to talk about, and oh, we, we have do. a whole other show yeah. that'll be talking about the Batman. Um yeah. I, Matt Reeves has really stepped up his game in this, in that he he almost has like taken the idea of like GoPro cinematic and put it into action movies. So Al's action is shot low and and intensely so you you see stuff and you've never seen before like 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 a camera strapped to the side of the batmobile as it's going through and, and dodging between trucks and explosions and stuff or one of the, my i think my favorite shot in the movie he actually has a shot of almost next to batman's head like you like you see the the gopro guys jumping off of buildings and having the camera on their face he does that with batman when he grapples up it's it's so cool and because yeah. and just because of the way it's there he, batman's slightly out of focus but you can see all this it's actually inside a building you can see all the stuff around him as he's shooting up the top of I me. Mean, like we've seen that shot in a bunch of movies, but never from this perspective. And it was like one of these things where it sort of wakes you up and goes, oh, wow. Like he found new ways to do stuff we've seen in how many Batman movies and, you know, nine Batman movies and how many series. And, and I think like he found new angles, new ways to do stuff. It was I was really impressed at how much cinematic work he put into it, not just in terms of his story. Yeah. Cabasco, when are you going to see it, and are you going to be cosplaying? <laughs> uh, so uh, cosplaying the, the my egg. I was going to do a reverse egghead, and somebody said no. It was it came off looking too Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> uh, the end of next week. End of next is week. my plan to go see it. End of next week. I can't. This weekend is packed. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, so it will probably be the end, like Thursday or Friday. I think my wife and I are going to go. I'm to sorry, Monday. you have to wait so long. <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm uh, but I'm. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not like I've read. I've watched a couple of non-spoiler reviews. Everyone is glowed yeah. about it yeah. that I have watched. So I'm excited. Um, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I have my interest in, in where they're going to go. Me too. Uh, We are, that was a good plug earlier, Kyle. Thank you. We are doing a show. Uh, we're recording a show, uh, as you are listening to this, if you're a member, we're recording this evening. You can join us on the live stream. Ocean is going to be hosting me and Tommy Metz the third on a discussion of the Batman. Rob, what's on your, what are you watching? Uh, this is, this is going to be a little pathetic. Uh, We're almost done with Boston legal. (laughs) So yeah, we're almost done. Almost done. But John Larroquette, I'm still loving John John Larroquette. They just did the they just uh, uh, presented against the Supreme Court, which by the way, I forgot about that episode where he, they try to save the life of a guy who's on death row, and the people that they got to play the actual Supreme Court members at the time was really interesting. That put that aside. My wife is ready now to dive into Brothers and Sisters. Okay. There's yeah. a show that no one's heard of from a long, long time. time Sally ago. Field, Rob Lowe, yeah. when the Lion's Den bombed, and then he went off to do that. Um, we tried to watch. Okay, so here's the deal. We tried to watch Free Guy. Okay. Did, <laughs> we got 20 minutes tried, in. We tried, got 20 yeah. minutes in. No, not interested. Really? We just, yeah, we both just said no, no. Nah. Was, that was it. I probably should finish that. Um, the thing that was interesting, what caught our eye uh, in this world of streaming 
uh, was the Charlie's Angels Full Throttle sequel. <laughs> and we started watching it and we forgot how much we love the movie. We, thought it, we forgot how much how funny it is. And we also forgot how that that movie can never be made, at least for the next 20 years. It is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. And I don't mean just I mean, it's not like the, the girls or stuff. Just there are things that happen in the first 10 minutes that we both just sat in our sat on our couch and just went, that's hilarious. And our kids would not find any of that funny. That. They would be horrified. And it was just really kind of amusing. Boy, whatever happened to Mick G? He was such, he was the such big a big deal. deal. Yes. J.J. Abrams yeah. of his time. And then like, and then just poof. Well, I, I need to talk yeah. to you about, I need to talk to you about something that I watched. And I, I, uh, I, I'm an island on this one. I, in my letterbox, oh, no. it is a one and a half star review in a sea of three and a half Ooh. and better. And I am so confused as to why this movie has achieved any sort of anything but appropriate because you watched the batman i'm talking about another zoe kravitz vehicle kimmy have you seen kimmy either of you i saw the preview for it okay it is do do either of you deal with smart speakers do you have a smart speaker yes okay yes as we're talking right now google is listening in uh, and then I will get recommendations based on what we talk about today. Uh, on you are describing story. how reliable it is to you right now, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I would say reliable. I'd say relentless. I have uh, I have many. They're in every room. And so you can say at normal voice the trigger words and it will mm-hmm. listen and respond. And it's great because I have a lot of light bulbs in my house. So my entire house can be kind of a floating aura of lights depending on where you are and what you say. But I will tell you it is not as reliable as this movie wants me to think it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, it is a separate speaker, the Kimmy speaker, and there are just, it it is such a frustrating, to me, I saw it as an incredibly frustrating, technophobic look at, at, you know, home intelligence, and it drove me completely bananas. I think the character that Kravitz plays is really interesting. Um, uh, She makes some fantastic choices in terms of uh, tics and her, like she's dealing with emotional uh, issues. She's clearly got some, uh, some sort of uh, spectrum uh, neurodiversity going on. And uh, her choices, I think were, were generally really good. The rest of the film is it's, it's trying to capture this sort of rear window kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. It mostly just reads that, um, that, you know, Soderbergh is terrified of the future, which I know mm-hmm. is not the case. <laughs> I know is not the case, but it doesn't telegraph in this movie. The most frustrating thing, I go in and I tell my own speaker, I say, hey, you know, whatever your name is, uh, yeah. do this thing. And my speaker will say to me something just like, did you mean living room? Just <laughs> not even what I actually, my wife and I were sitting there talking. We said, hey, please send a message to our daughter. Normally we can do that you know, no trouble. And just out of nowhere, some software update happens. And it literally says to us, before you can send water bottle a message, you'll have to turn on personal requests on the phone. I've just <laughs> sent you water. Bo- who's sending anything to water bottle. And at the, in the climax of this ridiculous movie, there is enough time, bad guys and 
prisoners captured protagonists in the same room and there's enough mm-hmm. time for our captured protagonists to say not one thing not two things or three things but four things to the smart speaker to turn on a song to turn on mm-hmm. the volume to turn off the lights four things before the bad guys even stop and say hey wait shut up and shoot them like it is forehead slappingly bad architecture of action sequences i did not care for it a bit and the world disagrees, and I find that frustrating. So well, it is as well, bad as Lucy. Remember Lucy out there than you thought. Oh, uh, did you see Lucy where she uh, she turns into a USB stick at the end? <laughs> I wanted to go out and run myself over with my own car. It was I, so I, you stupid. You know, the thing is, we we were all of a certain age, and like I feel like when the internet first became a thing we lived through these movies then there was yeah. the net and there was lawnmower right. man there's like all this this stuff about like the internet's coming it's gonna get you and yep. now the same thing it's like smart speakers are coming they're gonna get you oh, it's yeah. like i and that's why i don't i don't tend to watch any of those movies because i'm like i've i've seen this every time that there's a like I, I I'm super excited about the the future of self driving cars. Like I think that they could be an entire game changing thing. Which I know this is not the, the, yeah. the podcast to discuss that. But then when I saw Fast and Furious and they turned them into like all these like you know remote control bombs, I'm like, please don't do don't that. Don't do that like, to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could be so much good. But if you keep doing it, like now we're gonna have a new version of Christine where a Tesla is gonna be hunting people down. Yeah. I'm like please, please, please don't do that. Oh, please. you bet. You bet it is. It, it's gonna yeah, be the I, I guess cars that about- actually drop the pig blood at the prom <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing don't even i yeah. guess i'm too much of a, a, a techno positivitist i don't yeah. know like i i, I, I see really more good things of technology that whenever i see these things i'm like this seems like it's it's that it's that boomer millennial thing yeah. of just like oh i don't understand this technology but i bet it's bad and we're gonna make a movie where it shows people yeah dying i know it. how to write how to get people scared of it I sure know yeah. how to do that. Yeah, it makes me look crazy. The, you know, part of it is if you're going to write uh, something about, you know, fear of technology, I totally get mm-hmm. that. Uh, sure. Let's at least try to make it a little bit believable. And and I think, you know, you right. look at a movie like another Soderbergh movie, you look at Contagion and what he did for um, for disease. And I think that is a movie that gets it right. And we know it's right because we're living through it. Like that's yeah. that is a, a thing that that actually um, worked out well. This does not for me. And um, and so it uh, hurt my feelings a little bit the movie so anyway none of that matters as much as we have an answer to what happens when the marvel's small screen shows that were on netflix leave netflix boys are you excited about this i know how much you loved luke See, cage I've, I've talked a lot rob no i i you know what i when i saw this kyle had posted it i i thought this was great for me uh, I think the most exciting part of this is that we have an answer as to what mature content is going to exist on Disney Plus in the domestic market in the U.S. Yeah, do you want to talk a little we bit about know. how they're going to handle yeah. this? Do you have that clear? Did you see, Kyle? You you got that. I do. Uh, yeah, this is something we've been talking about since the very beginning because Disney has this vast catalog of stuff. And if they're going to have it just family friendly, there's a lot of stuff they can't show. But if they want it to be this incredible juggernaut that's going to destroy netflix which i think is what they want they have to have an age gate and so that's that's one of the things that's coming it was it because of the defenders and the whole thing i don't know but here it comes so on the on the 15th when that when all of the netflix marvel shows move over to disney plus and for the first time agents of shield will be showing up on there too so another hoorah we just got to get you know uh 
runaways and uh, and cloak and dagger on there and mm-hmm. we'll have the whole set but um and hellstrom <laughs> but uh so once they now that they have that in place that you that you can set it just like i think i think almost everyone else has this technology built in now disney was sort of late to do it but now mm-hmm. they do it but now that they have a thing saying this is adult and over because most of those shows are rated r shows i mean the punisher is coming to disney plus right uh from this then now now we can have aliens now we can have die hard Daredevil. now we can have you know i mean all we can have deadpool deadpool i mean yeah deadpool yeah yeah, I mean, like all of those things can now come to Disney Plus because Disney owns them all, yeah. and now they have a way to show them without, you know, having uh, the kids come over going like, "Oh, I like superheroes. What's this Deadpool?" And it sounds like what they're doing is for this is that it's going to be like an opt out process. Yeah. So that when the day that this makes available, everyone who logs in, no matter what device, whatever you're doing with your account, you will all be presented with the way for you to set pins for each one of your profiles, for you to make all those choices, whoever the owner is. And I would assume that if you've already set up a kid account for kid access, it's going to prevent you from any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to release that either through a pin or through some other selection process. So it's interesting that they've done it in a way which because I'll tell you, when we heard all the information about what was happening overseas with Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know, that there was a new a new uh, block on the Disney main menu system. And it was what, just star Mm -hmm. was like it not very creative. Um, they never used my Walt's closet idea, no, but, but that whatever. Was good. Uh, we were proud of you. For right. That. So the vault, I mean, you know, they, uh, that they're not doing that, that it sounds like, I mean, I don't know, maybe someday I would think you'll see a 20th century Fox somewhere, but maybe not. Maybe this is just, we're going to release all these, we're going to release all this stuff and you will have a ground level entryway to decide whether or not you see that content or not. Yeah. Yeah. So on Mar- on or after March 16th, this will happen for all U.S. subscribers. If you are the primary subscriber, as Rob has said, you will be able to choose the content setting of TVMA on every profile on the account as account owner. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about the kiddies seeing the brains on the signposts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is very exciting. I, uh, You guys have seen all of the properties, right? I have now. Yes, have now. That was your big pandemic project. Was watch yeah, all the exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then also, also when I, you know, when I caught the COVID and I had to be isolated for yeah. five days, I, I binged on everything so I could. I, so I watched all of the. The, the what we used to be called the net, we have to have a better term the defender verse like it can't be the Netflix shows anymore because they're not on Netflix anymore. Don't we? So. We're not just calling them street level heroes. That's a little no. bit. That's okay. a little but bit long. Is Moonlight a street level hero? Well, he doesn't. That doesn't count because that's that wasn't. The early days, the before days. That's true. <laughs> the before times. Anyway, uh, we also had, uh, Rob, you posted about the SAG Award winners. Do you want to talk about that? So here's the, th- the three takeaways I had from this. Uh, Screen Actors Guild, uh, Apple TV Plus, or App- just Apple, came away big. Ted Lasso, Coda, Woo. big winners. Um, I guess I have to question, here's, here's my second point. Is Succession good? <laughs> because, I mean, it won, and I have not watched a single episode. Like, is, I would assume it's good. Here's my third point. Why is the Squid Game? Why? I I tried. Uh, I don't understand the... I And I don't... Here's the deal. I understand, you know, thing of the moment. Everyone wants to watch it. They watch it. They burn through it, and that's it. It won, it won a bunch of awards. Really? 
Yeah, I'm confused. I, I say I'm 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 with you on secession where I I just don't get it. Like and and it's fine. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about it. I I can look at the preview and go that is not for me. Uh, but I, right. I watched Squid Game and I can tell you that it is very high quality television. Like it's not just you know just like the like something that came through and that is is made on a an extremely high level of quality. Yeah. It's not just they they weren't just lucky. They were really really good. Interesting. Okay. I uh, I can't right. well, I this go. this is one that I I can't comment on. I haven't seen either of them. I am told by people I trust and now Kyle too uh mm. that these things <laughs> that both of these properties are really they're really good properties and they are their quality production and in the case of case of succession writing and uh, as somebody who is just about finished with the morning show season two and regrets it um <laughs> I, I look forward to those yeah. kinds of things this is not like something like like tiger king which i wear as a badge of honor that i haven't seen any of tiger king uh and and so you i'm know, i'm okay with that uh, not being a part of that but but succession and and of course i'm a real lasso uh big mm-hmm. fan of yeah, of uh, ted lasso and that uh, Troy Kutzer won uh, for, didn't he win for um, CODA? Uh, I oh, yes. Out- outstanding uh, supporting yeah. performance, which I, I think is yeah. um, uh, uh, just such a stellar, stellar feel-good film uh, and has really stuck around for us. So, Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled to see them get some love. Uh, the only thing, the only two things, I guess, then, is that Ted Lasso winning, of course, is great. It's too bad that it has to be in the same category as only murders in the building. Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to have seen that get some love. Yeah. Because it does. I really honestly think it but deserved it. Be, it beat uh, itself, especially best performance with having both Steve Martin and Martin Short. Nobody's going to. But yes. the, the two of them, if one got it and the other one do it, the other one would never have let them live it down. Yeah. Well, that's true. Right. So and just and to save a friendship. Save a friendship. And I'm already, uh, I'm I'm Rob Kaboscoing myself because Ted Lasso was nominated twice, Brett Goldstein and Jason Sudeikis, and Sudeikis yeah. won. So, yeah. of course, that's that didn't. That didn't what is what does that mean, Rob Cabasco? No, it just became a thing. Respect. It became a thing in my head. It's like Smurf. Oh. You can just put it in anywhere. And okay, all right. My, my, okay, okay. My, I understand where we're going with this. We don't want to Cabasco yourself yeah. all over the place. I mean, I understand. Do you see how easy it is? You did it yourself, and it still well, sounded I, normal. Sounded completely I normal. Know. One all other right. thing I just want to say though, too, is on the um, with Squid Skip Squid Game winning. Okay, this is such a weird category. It's now stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama series, which is great. I'm I would glad have loved to finally get awards. Long yes, no, no, no. Of course, but in that running, you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Mayor of Easttown, Cobra Kai, and Loki, and I would have loved to have seen Loki get some love. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah all. My yes. my only uh, takeaway from the SAG was uh, if. So big because dreams can come true. So if you can go out and find a really powerful female athlete, and it may be even better if there's two, and somehow recenter their story on a man, you too can win a SAG award. So dream big, people. <laughs> yeah, that smarts. Well, they're royalty. He's royalty. Yeah, so right, come exactly. On. People love them uh, royals. Oh, I mean, my. All right. Um, let's let's do trailers. Let's do it. We don't have an A24 trailer this week. I believe we also do not have a Red Band trailer this week. I do have a particular bone to pick, which I will hold for my opportunity to talk about my third place trailer. Third place trailer. Third place. Uh, So 
While Pete is holding his bone, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Wait, what have I ever? Well, again, don't Cabosco yourself. Uh, Let's just say, who went in my first? Never. And when I saw this, I jumped all over this. Uh, This is In Search of Tomorrow. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. 1980 science fiction has all of those elements that make greatness in cinema and storytelling. It changed everything. And I loved it. We felt so creative and we were so loose. Wow, what a great concept. It's the positiveness that made for repeat viewing. It's timeless. Knock me out. Surpasses our brains and goes straight to our heart. Sci-fi truly came of age and exploded in the 80s. It's time to start running! The whole audience for science fiction came alive. It's a ripe genre full of twists and offshoots. It was sci-fi movies that you began to take seriously. Showing people the dysfunction that we were headed for. I was the ultimate tough guy. I ain't got time to breathe. It just comes together as a thrill ride. What pulp does best. Badass sci-fi. Yeah. It still plays. All right. So real quick, what is this? This is a documentary about 80s science fiction films. It is made by the same uh, director who did a previous one called In Search of Darkness, which studied 1980s horror films. This is a crowdfunded slash crowd sold documentary. It comes out digitally uh, in April. It will be available on Blu-ray in May. You can get your copy, order your copy now by 80scifidoc.com by March 27th. What did you all think of this? I, I it has all of the people in it. Like I it just like I, is I was right? wondering as I was watching it, this isn't a trailer. They're just going to do the whole movie. Like it, this trailer never ended. Like it was the longest trailer I think we've had. <laughs> well, it's like a three and a half like, minutes, almost a four like minute five. trailer. It, it felt like uh, it felt like it was, but it's like a nine part series, right? That is, that is just talking heads of my favorite people in science fiction from my favorite times uh, in science fiction, uh, filmmaking production. So I thought it was fantastic. This is, it's, it really knows its audience. That's, the, the I, I thought yes. you have me already. Stop talking. Uh, so and I thought it was amazing when you saw Ivan Reitman's yep. in it, the yep. late Ivan Reitman. So I mean, that's great to see that they got him in this on on that. Um, I mean, everyone like literally think of an eighty science mm-hmm. fiction movie. It's in this. The the two people that blew me away is that they got both Peter Weller and Nancy Allen. Peter Weller is yeah. a cat. Nancy <laughs> Allen is is ready for a reboot. She get her in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get them in. Like you can totally do that. Netflix has got some money. Yeah. <laughs> do do Robo. I don't know. RoboCop twenty forty nine. Well, had, they had D Wallace in there. We've uh, we've had D Wallace yeah. on a couple of shows that we do. Uh, she's a, a wonderful wonderful asset to uh, science fiction horror filmmaking history. Uh, that was a real treat. I think it's. I think it looks great. I'm sorry, Kyle interrupted you. Yeah, this is fun. No, I, I'm so excited about this sort of new wave of like pop documentaries that mm-hmm. they they're just maybe maybe it's just because 
there are things that I love. And now that people are making documentaries about the things I love, so it gives me a chance to revisit things I love. But there's been a, a lot of them coming out. There was the, the great one they did uh, about DS9. Um, there's the Wolfman's Got Nards that was about uh, Monster Squad and the Phantom there, Ringers. I mean, like there's there's been all these. these, these Galaxy Quest. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was there's that? a Galaxy, Galaxy Quest Galaxy one, Quest. yeah. We yeah. went and saw that. What was I can't remember the yeah. name of that one. But they, it's on Hulu. But yeah, that was that was a fantastic one. That like raised yes. the bar. So just seeing that... That trend is continuing makes me happy. And yeah, and just the amount of people they were able to get on this is just astounding to me. Like, I wish it was a series. I wish this yeah. was like, like Pete said, I wish this was nine episodes, uh, each one about uh, one of these properties. But I'm so glad it got made. I'm, I'm hoping they get to do more. Well, and, and it's awesome. available like you can order it now, right? That's what we're. Yes. It's you, immediate. Yeah, you can. And they've and they've got a great little package. I think it's like 60, 70 bucks. Uh, I've got the Blu-ray coming with a poster, a whole bunch of like prints that they're including in it. Peter Weller and it actually all delivers just, it, it to it, your it, house, I think. Yeah, he does. It yes. well, <laughs> takes you out for some psychotropics <laughs> and an espresso. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait. I think I'm going to completely enjoy this, and I think a lot of people will too. Me too. All right, Kyle, cool. uh, who beat me? I think by a matter of seconds. <laughs> posting this trailer oh, in the second spot yeah, i mean it came out and i saw it and i knew i yep. knew because i knew rob had kaboscoed himself by picking his trailer on tuesday who does right. that a rube picks his trailer on tuesday more trailers come out throughout the week so i, I knew it excited. and then i saw this trailer and i thought it's gonna be kyle kyle my newman <laughs> That's right, because I, I went on and, and put it in the, the sheet immediately, and then I, I went I left it and then went back to, like, I think I put the name of it in and my name, and I went back to, to copy-paste the URL, <laughs> and below my name was, damn you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there is an exciting new Brad Pitt action movie coming out, and it's called Bullet Train. <laughs> I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. It doesn't get simpler. You stab me? So I love these, you know, sort of hyper stylized over the top action movies like that you can you can have your grim and gritty stuff that's fine I, I love a john wick but like when they have real bright personalities and bright colors and you know over the top action stuff i am i am on board from the the start uh and i like i like seeing brad pitt having fun in movies again because he had that long period where it's all this serious socially relevant kind of stuff and it's like okay like i 
all right. But like, do you remember when you were in True Romance? Do you remember when you were in 12 Monkeys? Like you used to have fun in movies like you could do that again. And now it seems like he's coming back around to that. So um, from the director of Deadpool 2, which had some an action stuff. Is it going to be a smart, clever, uh, you know, full of witty references? No, but it's going to be <laughs> like these great actors having fun and crazy stylish action. I can't wait. What do you guys think? The the best action movie that has ever taken place on a train, fight me if you want, uh, is Under Siege 2 Dark Territory. <laughs> and I just want to say, it's not Snowpiercer, stop. But I just want to say. Right, it's not a step up movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I may talk about that later. Um, here's the deal. I mean, because I love, I love the, the train, the whole concept, yeah. right? This is... A crazy, psychedelic, neon, modern take. It looks fantastic. And I'm I'm not, I'm even half joking on the, the Under Siege 2 reference. Mm -hmm. This trailer ends with a sequence that's like right out of that <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I think Brad Pitt, awesome. uh, it, to your point, like if, if anybody has earned making this kind of movie uh, of yes. his caliber of actor, he really yes. has earned this. He looks like he's having an absolute blast and uh i'm i'm here for it i really like him in these kinds of action movies i, I loved him in world war z uh but it, mm -hmm. this this gets to uh that kind of flamboyance that sort of frivolousness of of the way it's written and the and the way the violence appears to be playing out in the movie that i think is is right up my alley i'm absolutely here for it and it's this summer right when does it drop yeah july i'm totally here for it bullet train wish it could have been my pick because instead <laughs> i have to pick uh i do i do uh like that i had the trailer that i picked because i get got to watch rob watch the trailer and uh <laughs> that sh we should keep that as a bonus feature just watching rob talk his way through mama mom what is this we need more colonies but that's a lot more work but it's nothing the two of us can't handle together. Your life is so retro. Do you even have a phone? No. So how do you talk to your friends? My mom is my friend. Stop! Turn it off! Who are you? Your mom got hurt. No! Get out of my house. Listen, the suitcase. What's going on? I'm fine. I'm just worried about you. I said, I'm fine. Who is this woman? That's my mama. That was all she had. I remember so much. Screaming. I didn't want you to know her. Why? Some Koreans believe that life's hardships are caused by the tormented spirits of their ancestors. Amanda, you okay? I think there's something wrong. Is this what you want? A final resting place? Um, uh, I, uh, for those who don't know, uh, if you're listening to this show, you might know already that I am a giant fan of relic are you guys relic fans oh uh 
Relic. There's been a couple movies. There's there's Relic and The Relic. Which one? This is just Relic, and that's important because Relic, uh, written by Natalie Erica James uh, and directed also by Natalie Erica James, stars uh, Emily Mortimer, Bella Heathcote, and Robin Nevin, and it is a three generational uh, story of women coming to terms with. uh, age, aging, uh, and death, and Alzheimer's, and also it is a fantastic horror movie <laughs> that is super <laughs> cerebral and creepy, creepy, creepy. And we actually have a design in our merch store at TrueStory.fm/dnr merch, uh, where you can get the iconic stained glass uh, window that is just being. Uh, eaten by black mold. And that's an image directly from the the movie. Uh, Relic is fantastic. So I love these movies where family members have to come to terms with some massive transitional element in their lives. Uh, and in Relic, it is mother and three generations of, of mother. And then we get Uma, which is Sandra Oh and her daughter, who it appears to that they have a, a very close relationship. I think her daughter's probably 28, 30, and they're still, I guess, co-sleeping uh, and raising bees. Uh, and then they find out that this third generation mother's, uh, Sandra O's mother has already died and her remains are delivered that we learn all that in the trailer. And as it plays out, it is uh, absolutely the unveiling of the horrors of family as told through the horrors of the big screen. And I am here for it. What'd you guys think? I love a, a a horror movie that has something to say. Like that they when they take something, uh, you know the the idea of the like the stereotypical um, overprotective or, or or controlling mother, and it's just like, and she's gonna keep coming even though she's dead. She's still gonna be judging your actions. She's gonna be with you no matter what you do. And taking that and then and then sort of expanding it out into a, a horror kind of thing. I, and they, the trailer has the requisite amount of of thrills and chills and and creepy imagery. Um, I, I was already checked out when they got to bees. Like, uh, no thanks. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But, uh, yeah, but uh, as far as I I consider, Sandra O can do no wrong. So I'm so glad that she gets to be like, you know, top build and get a a really cool and freaky looking movie all of her own. Rob, how'd you do? I love, uh, I've, I've missed Sandra O. Uh, I totally love, what was the Robert were show on HBO? Arliss? Arliss. Arliss. Oh yeah. I loved her on Arliss. So, because that's one of her early, that's one of her early yeah, things. That was pre-Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, for me, yes. it's always oh, yeah, Grey's Anatomy no, and Sideways. I'm such a Sideways yeah. fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, no. So, I mean, I, I think that's great for her. It, it, it had all of that. I really appreciate seeing the cultural significance, too, that the mother plays. And I think that they're obviously going to go a little bit deeper on that. Um, and, yeah, I did. I got, I allowed myself to really get into it. You watched me watch the trailer <laughs> for the first time, and there were a few moments. Let's just say... Uh, if you like little birds, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, it's a little bird. That's okay. No, that I believe is a direct <laughs> quote of Robert Uma, Moscow. Even the bird gets it. <laughs> this movie opens in just a couple of weeks in theaters on March 18th in the U.S. U.K. gets it on the 25th. April and uh, it looks like Australia, April and uh, May in Australia on Internet. Don't know why they get streaming and we get exclusive theatrical, uh, but uh, enjoy it. Uma, Sandro, let's play a game. Gentlemen, the game we are playing today is called Castle. Now, what is Castle? I'm so glad you asked. I am a slave to pop 
culture gaming trends on the internet. And as you know, one of the big ones right now today is Wordle. Are you familiar with Wordle? Why, yes, I am. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm, uh, f- I'm familiar Outstanding. with Outstanding. So Wordle, the game <laughs> Wordle, you have a 5x5, five five, uh, 6 by 5 grid? Uh, I can't even remember now. But anyway, the idea with Wordle is you play a word, and uh, in each square, as you play the word, uh, the uh, letters uh, that are in the final word that you're trying to guess will show up as red or green uh, or uh, yellow. If the letter is not in the word, you don't get any points for it. And the green letters tell you that you have the letter in the right place and the letter is in the word. So the next word that you play in the list will have to actually uh, include that letter in the same place. And eventually you have, you know, five or six tries to get to the actual word of the day. And the be- the beauty of it is everybody is playing the same board on any given mm-hmm. day. So there is one Wordle word that everybody on the planet who plays Wordle is trying to guess using this mechanic. Well, I decided that I thought it would be fun to play Wordle, but with film casts, film casts. And so I have built, gentlemen, a game board, and that game board shows uh, five rounds. So we have five rows of possible combinations of actors that were all in a movie together and five columns where we can see each actor in that in that column. So you can put a com- any combination of five actors together, and then we will reveal which actors are correct, they're green, which actors are not in the film, or which actors are in the film but not in the correct place. Now, what determines... Uh, yeah, that, that, that part is what I don't quite yes. get. What determines correct place? As with yes. most things on this show that are ultimately nonsense, I went with <laughs> IMDB order. Oh, IMDB order. So that's the order. You also have to try to game IMDB order. Now... Which is not always by billing. No, sometimes it's alphabetical. Sometimes it's... Yeah. I will tell you, in this case, for this game... I have taken IMDb order from mm. the very first entry in the cast list, okay? So I didn't, okay. like, take random five people from the middle of the cast list, right? Like, cab driver one, cab driver two, cab... I didn't do yeah. that. So these are, in the movies that we've chosen for today, these are principal performers. So if this was When Harry Met Sally, Rob Reiner's mother wouldn't be in the top No, five. we wouldn't get to Rob okay. Reiner's mother. Right. Got so it. now what you are looking at on screen, which is what the, the listeners at, at home cannot see, you will see the game board at the very top uh, of my window. It's in a spreadsheet. And then below that, you'll see a draft. Oh, look, you can actually see what, what you're looking at here. <laughs> uh, you can actually see the draft. And that's just where I type in, because what I've discovered is if I type on the actual game board, autofill gives away the answer. <laughs> So I have a separate (laughs) spreadsheet for the draft. And below that is the score sheet. And the score sheet works like this. You can see that that, uh, the lowest score wins. So if you guess in one, then you get one point. And then I keep adding points for each additional round it takes you to guess the final movie. Okay? Okay, so our goal is to get the movie. Yes. Not to get the, the cast in the correct order. Well, cast in the correct order gets you bonus points. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay, you so, have to uh, decide. What is, what is our potential for each point total for each? 
uh, five total points, but I will give you over. So you could get 100%, but you could actually get 110% if you get more than five points on any given round. That's not going to happen. I can't wait to see uh, what (laughs) happens in this game. Now, I will tell you one other thing. I have handicapped every single round here by giving you one name that Ah. is, you will see, green. And I am considering round one a uh, our test round okay right so this is yes. just a single round yeah, to get good. you started so you understand what the mechanic of the game is are you ready yeah, to play I, round I one ha- i think i already have it let's so. pretend you don't <laughs> wait are, 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 are we working together or you taking are, turns or, or working together, together? Right? so what you yeah. need to do is you're yeah, telling okay. me first off you're giving me five people that you think are in this movie and i can already tell you that in place four is colin farrell yes so i would say uh Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin, uh, 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 Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, and then I don't know what the fifth one would be. Uh, oh, Colin Farrell, and you just what? Give me a name. Um, see what it is. Who would be? Who would be? Would be oh, uh, Paul Dano. Okay. So we have now your sample that you would like to play is Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, and Paul Dano. Yes, Let us go to the game board. I'm guessing that it's the Batman. Let's see. You have just gotten all oh, greens, sir. No points. All oh, greens. So you have this is a test round. So you get absolutely <laughs> nothing. But well done. You have yeah. you are you're the first kid with his hand up in class that is about to be beaten up at recess. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We did we did great. <laughs> did, Rob, Rob, did you understand that? Rob is present. Okay, yeah. exactly. I, I, I guess we could have I could have made some mistakes to show you what happens no, if we don't no, get it. No, no, no. We we did we are awesome. Okay. okay. So here's what we have for round two. This is the first round that counts for points. Uh, we have okay. a blank oh. board. Round two in the third position, marked as correct, is one Robin Wright. Okay, so third position, Robin Wright. I, Rob, I think we should start with Princess Bride. So I'm guessing oh, top okay. would be Carrie Elvis. Yeah. Okay. And then Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, boy, uh, yeah, would Billy Crystal be next, or or would Andre the Giant? Well, or yeah, but it, this is billing. So like, would it? Would he be in the top five or would it be? Um, oh, no, he's in the five. I would put him at um, five. Chris actually. Sarandon. I think Chris Sarandon is probably in the top five. Uh, okay. Okay. That's what you're going to go with. Yeah. So that's, is that, are you okay with all that? Right, all right. Sure. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Ooh. gentlemen. That is for reds. Still Robin Wright is correct. So I think you can make a oh, safe so assumption. Not. This is, it not, is not Princess, oh, Princess Bride. It's not Princess okay, Bride. Another Robin Wright movie. Hey, uh, this is really well done, by the way. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. But actually, we're on screen. We are seeing things turn red and green. This is uh yeah. This is this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I spent way too much time on it. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what can you? Th- okay. What else? What else? Robin, Robin Wright? Wright was uh, in Forced Gump. I was going to say for so, Forced Gump. You want to say Tom, Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Gary Sinise. Uh, uh, who played um, uh, Sally Field? Oh, Sally Field, and then uh, it was the guy who played oh, uh, uh, Bubba, Michael T. Williams. Mike, Michael, Michael. T- no, his name is Michael T. Like Michael T. Not not Michael T. It's right, Michael oh, T. Oh, McKelty. Then it's with a K. Yeah. I mean, you get you won't count us against your spelling, will you? <laughs> well, spelling matters. Well, of course, it will, this isn't. Uh, wait, no. 
Oh, oh, it, oh, 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 no. Oh, it oh, wasn't wow. Wow. You've got, you are off, off to round three. Okay. okay. I'm going to give you a hint now that we're in round three. The hint is this movie. This movie was released in 2017. Oh, it's recent. And I'm going to let you, uh, I'm going to let you tell me if you would like me to handicap you one more name. I would like him to handicap us one more name. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Okay. I'll give you, I've... actually, I'll even give you position four. Position four okay. is okay. Mark Arnold. That helps you not at all, I mm. wager. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it is these positions one and two are the big giveaways. Positions one and two. I'm sure the audience is screaming at us right now, but I, I, I feel like those are the only two Robin Wright movies I've actually seen. I guarantee yeah, I you that's not. not correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I am the biggest idiot in the world. Well, because I mean, uh, me too, she was, uh, she was an Amazon, Rob. This is Wonder oh. Woman. Oh, wait. So, Are you serious? Gal Gadot, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Robin Wright. It's, we're assuming it's the first Wonder Woman. Um, and then obviously Mark Arnold we have. Uh, and then I totally uh, well, oh shoot oh man he was in the uh, Thul- Thulis David Thulis oh yeah I was thinking of his uh, Harry Potter from Harry Potter yeah well, this- Robin Wright had so transformed herself <gasps> oh wow it is not Wonder Wait, Woman it is not <laughs> Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman okay we're back we, we haven't <laughs> seen a whole lot of Robin Wright <laughs> wait what when I'm trying to think 2017 Mark Arnold. I was oh I was thinking Mark Strong. No, it's Mark Arnold. I will tell you, guy. I'll give you one more hint. This was okay. a um it, this was one of the it was a sequel. It is okay. a sequel to a very old classic, cult classic. Not even a cult classic anymore. It's a massive, okay. massive science fiction hit. Hmm. This was the sequel. After many, many, many years. Oh, was uh, uh, was uh, was she, she was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Which I which well, I have I mean, not seen. We, Even though I love yeah. Denise Villeneuve, I have not seen. Fascinating. Do we just throw in then? Well, we know yes. the names uh, that we can use for see, that. So obviously, I, is I guess. Well, who gets top billing? Um, I guess I guess well, I guess the goose oh. himself, Ryan Gosling, probably has top billing. I would think. Oh. And then Harrison Ford. And then what's the and the Joker? Uh, what's <laughs> from from Justice League? This is how my mind works. Um, Thirty seconds to Mars, guy. What's his? Oh my God! We live in a society, uh, Rob. Jared, Come on, Jared, Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Thank you. This is fascinating. Well, I, this is a fascinating oh, turn oh. of events. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Would so. you like to make a guess or would you like to continue this march? Well, it's, it's running. I assume it is. Can, can we say, yes, Blade Runner 2049? You, you can you, say Blade Runner. Okay. It is Blade Runner 2049. I cannot to, believe to that you haven't seen that. And I, I feel bad I that it. I leaned in so heavily on, I guarantee you've seen this like a real dope. Uh, I apologize. Hey, no, it it seems like it fine. would be within within my. It sure does, and, and I will tell sure you who does, you missed. And I own it. I bought it. 
never watched it. Okay. Because well, I, I have such a love-hate relationship with Blade Runner. I, it's one of those things where everybody says it's the most amazing, it's fantastic. I've seen every cut of Blade Runner, and I still watch it and go, I don't get it. Why do people yeah, love this no, movie? Same. I just don't. Yeah. Well, let me tell you who you missed. Uh, in the fifth position, miss? you missed Vilma Skezi, who was Angry oh. Old Lady. But you, the, in sure. the second position was not Harrison Ford. It was Dave Batista. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. how much little I know about that movie. Did not know he was in it. Round, <laughs> round three. We have Ooh. a blank board, and in the fourth position, we have Neil wow. McDonough. Now, you do know who Neil McDonough is. I do. I found out some interesting yes. trivia about Neil McDonough this week. He won't kiss people on screen. That is correct. He will not kiss yeah, on he screen. He has a very certain thing about he is incredibly faithful to his wife. Yep. He does not want to be seen with other women on screen. So Isn't that interesting? and the the thing I saw was making fun of him about that, but I'm like, go Neil. Yeah. Way to stand up for yourself. Oh yeah. Yep. No, it's all good. Okay. Neil uh, McDonough. This it's is a br- Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs> oh, I was I thought it was gonna be one of the <laughs> Bruce Willis movies from last year. Like, yeah, Never mind. <laughs> well, remember he's in, you don't he's know. in fourth position here. So he would have been Oh, that's true. He he'd be, first be second. Or second in one of first those. or second. All so right. yeah, Let's so just that's say I'm very is. excited to see how this turns out for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Neil McDonough, I mean that's I, I would think of him as Dum Dum Dugan, so that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But do you know of any other Neil McDonough movies that would he would be that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to mention a movie and you'll be totally blown away that this is the movie I'm going to pull. Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> he was in First Contact. Fascinating. Yeah. He's the helmsman oh, in the wow. on the Enterprise. <laughs> yes. So ridiculous. I know that. Wow. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you just so you know, I'm going to give you the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. This movie yeah, was released in 2002. This is a film that uh, comes from it is science fiction. It is an yeah. adaptation from a uh, from a short story. Um, yeah, once again, my, my my knowledge of Neil McDonough movies. I know yeah, that's why that's why he's fourth position. Short lived show. This really is good. a this is twisty twisty. Much he like was in Boomtown, which I really enjoyed that. Too. He was much like Wordle. You just have to get some names on. Oh the board. wait, he's not in the um. You know what movie? Okay, wait, no, he's not in. It's uh, not like Wordle where I put names <laughs> on the board because you can do. I could do the cast of Ocean's Eleven across here, and it would not get me any closer. Well, that's that's fascinating. That's uh, fascinating. You would say. That. What was the movie? What was the movie? Well, you said what, what, Keanu Reeves' mnemonic man. Johnny was mnemonic. mnemonic. I was. That's not what I was. Johnny thinking mnemonic. Of, but like, I was thinking there was a there was a sci-fi remake that Keanu Reeves did with John Hamm was in it too. And I can't. It's the the day the Earth stood still. Was that it? With Quattin? oh, too. I have. Vague memories of, but yeah, but I, but I, that's I never saw it, and like those are the two names that I can come up with. But I don't think putting those is going to really help us that much. Okay, I think just because I'm learning about how the game works, I'm going to give you one yes. more. Uh, okay, I'm going to handicap okay, you one more, and you can you can cut that. So I'm going to handicap you twice. Okay. And yeah, handicap, but it, it actually is helping us. Max von Sydow. Yep. Wow. Late great Max von Sydow. Well, it wouldn't be Flash Gordon, and it wouldn't be Judge Dredd, which are the two Max von Sydow movies mm-hmm. I can think of. Even and he was a. It wouldn't be Salem's Lot. It wouldn't be Force Awakens. <laughs> Way too early. Way too early. That I would have seen. Well, I think Revenge, of, Re- 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 Revenge of the Sith hadn't come out no. yet. <laughs> He's not Revenge of the um, Sith. 
No, no, but I mean, it hadn't come out. He said it's 2002. This is a movie that uh, has one of the most horrifying operations, backroom operations I've ever seen. Oh. Big anxiety movie. Oh, this is Minority Report. (laughs) See, now I gave it away. Go ahead. Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise, and oh boy, if you didn't give me that, I don't know. I could, I can't think of anyone else who's in that movie. Um, Nothing. No. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, I, I, I was, uh, I had to, I had to stop talking about that movie just because my blood pressure would go up when I did. I, <laughs> so, I get maybe so angry. It is, in fact, Tom Cruise, Max von Sydow, Neil McDonough, and uh, Steve Harris plays Jad Steve. in this movie. He's another one of the police officers, and he was one of the attorneys okay. in the practice. And oh. uh, and so, oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yes, that's right. <laughs> I did. I kind of knew it was the practice, but I don't know any of the. I remember. Don't remember any yeah. names from the. From That's the all show right. That's all right. Let's just let's just Alan. see. This is. Uh, let, let me see if I can give you something that that you can chew on and we can end Billy on a high Connelly. note. Uh, oh, this Billy one Connelly is so this one is another uh, adaptation from a uh, from a novel. <laughs> I think I already know what it is. Then I'll let you go. I think it's Muppet Treasure Island. However, would you start to build that cast? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of what it would be. I mean, would, do you credit Muppets or do you credit performers? <laughs> so I guess because Kermit is kind of like, you know, he's not really the lead, but I have no idea what the kid's name was. All I will tell you here is I have only I credited would performers. Be, would be top billing. So I say Tim Curry. Um, are these are all humans? humans. <laughs> yeah, I have credited okay. only people. Okay, so I mean like, and since Gonzo would would Dave Goals be the next name, or would they go by all the actors? Because um, his uh, I don't uh, this this might give you a hint. I don't know how to spell Dave Goals. Okay, so probably not Dave Goals. Um, the <laughs> the kid's mother was a British comedian. French. She was in Frances Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. There aren't a lot of humans in that movie. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have vague recollections. I'm going to go ahead and give you Muppet Treasure number Island. three. Okay. Gerard. <laughs> Gerard Butler. Butler. What? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So far, we've got Tim Curry, Jennifer Saunders, Gerard Butler, okay. Billy Connolly, this and not- trivia number five. <laughs> but we've come this far. Let's keep going. And then Gonzo the Great. Because uh, this, is, this is wrong anyways. So. Okay. Let's see if we can get you sure, on let's the board. In, in, in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, they're all wrong. Okay. So another what year? Adaptation. What year is this movie from? He has not told us because I uh, cut him off too soon. I, right. I thought 2003. I saw the it's another early one because he was Billy Bones, but that's not what we're talking. <laughs> about. Uh, okay. So yes, 2003. It has. Uh, it boasts a cast of uh, one name that has already been mentioned in this game. In a different Ooh. round. Okay. And uh, oh. it also boasts a cast of an actor who is uh, R.I.P. Okay. So this wouldn't be 300 because Ger- Gerard Butler is third build. He would have been first build yes. in that. It's not like law-abiding citizen because that's not adapted from anything. And he also would have been second build after Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot. I just saw Cop Shop, uh, and he was very good in that movie, but he would have been second build in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not adapted from a book. Is it? It's not fan by the opera, though, either. No, because he would have been he would have been top build in that because he's building, right. title character. Yeah. And Emily Rossum's agent wasn't that powerful. 
I'm I'm throwing out all this stuff to to show just that right. movie bona fides. You do have bona fides. Oh no, 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 I mean, yeah. anybody doubts your bona fides. I do think <laughs> that we that without getting that next clue of uh, who else it could have been in that top billing, and if you didn't see this movie, mm-hmm. uh, then it's gonna hurt your feelings a little bit. Let me give you one more. Really, yeah, really kind of, It's not. It's not. Um, Boondock Saints or Boondock Saints 2 because Jerry Butler's not in either of them. No. Wait. What was the, there was that, what was the environment? Geostorm? But I guess Jerry Butler would probably be top billing. He would be top billing. But let me tell you, now that you brought up Geostorm, you are in the caliber of movies that this one represents. (laughs) Okay. Boy, I'm sorry. The Bill Carlton is really throwing me off because I thought he had sort of retired from movies by that point. He was a kooky... I believe he was a kooky professor, I think. Okay. It's been a long time. Yes, he was a kooky professor. If, we're, if you're saying, if Geostorm was a clue, then like all the disaster things. So like Deep Impact? No, because that's all 90s. Okay, so I know he wasn't no. in like Independence Day. He wasn't in yeah. Volcano. No. But in Dante's 2002, peak. he went back in time. Timeline? Hmm. Timeline would have been um, the late great Paul Walker, and oh, who was it? He had, he had a. This was by the way, you had a handsome lead and then a quirky sidekick. So was it like, like a like a Steve Zahn type? But that's 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 Sahara. Who would have been like his like? We can't go back in time, bro. <laughs> like who would have been that guy? In that time, in that time, was his we can't go back in time, bro. Yeah, which, 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 if by by uh, Michael Crichton's rules, you're not going in time. You're traveling between different dimensions, which isn't time travel. Which means anything you find there doesn't matter at all because it's a parallel dimension. Trying to be crazy. At least people understand multiverse now. We're going back to this 40th century movie, France. No, movie. you're going to an alternate universe, which has <laughs> which is, is another alternate century France. So it's like okay. Yeah, sorry. We've got a, a number two and a number five. Maybe some that. more names. Right. Steve Zahn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay. And there had to have been a woman in this movie, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. Um, what's the most difficult name to spell, Rob? We'll make him have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Connelly. I have no idea. I'm trying to think who would have been working at this time period that all right let's just see what yeah. comes up on the big board well you got oh, paul walker okay. gerard so paul butler walker Billy right. Connolly. So it is timeline it is timeline and who timeline. are you okay, missing so. you are missing who francis who o'connor his? as the as his uh lady oh uh, come and on. david thewlis David Thewlis again. Anna Friel, uh, Neil McDonough is also in this movie uh, as, uh, and so that was another who, tie-in. So who who was Paul Walker's like? Who was like Paul Walker's? I think that, I think Ethan. Uh, I think that was Ethan Embry. Ah uh, uh, yes, there you go, Ethan right? Embry. That's that's yeah. that time period that would have been that in the Freaky Links times that would have yeah been right right right. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna pull the plug. Because this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. But well, I mean, but I got to tell you, you did such a I, I'm amazed oh at how you got God, this to work with the colors. Build. Oh, wait, Rutger yes. Hauer. Do you want to do this, sir, this last uh, just as one more? Uh, Rutger Hauer uh, is second build in this movie. 
Can you Lady come up Blade with Runner? any movie in which Rutger Hauer is second build? Uh, Lady Hawk. And so build the cast for me. Okay. <laughs> um, it would have been uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Top billing? Would have been top billing, I would think. Okay, do it. Keep going. Uh, okay, Rutger Hauer. Uh, uh, um, from, from, I'm thinking of him from Broadway, but... Uh, uh, from uh, the producers on Broadway um, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Matthew, Broderick? Matthew Broderick. Yes, he was the guy, <laughs> like the kid who was like helping them along. And then I have no idea who else was in that movie. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters in like 85 or whatever it is. That came yeah. out. We're going to say Billy Connolly and Jennifer Connolly are both sure. in this movie. And let's Why just not? see what happens. Oh curious. my gosh. Oh my god. Oh Matthew no way. Billing? Holy crap. <laughs> well, the to power be fair, of Ferris. He had IMDb top billing, right? Okay. Like okay. that's that's what Wow. What came out could, but, but the other uh who did you miss on this? Leo McKern was Imperious and John <laughs> Wood was Bishop. No way. Wow. I don't think you would have yeah, gotten there. Either of those. That was that was actually a uh, well played uh, yeah. And I, I did have one more, and the actor was Michael O'Keefe. What if I were to give you just one more name and see how quickly you can oh. answer? We'll do a jump ball. Okay, and that is Bill Murray's fifth, fifth billing. Bill Murray. What he played the grave digger in a Hamlet adaptation? That would have been he would have been lo- that low on the cast sheet. Uh, it wasn't Branagh's. I don't know. It the, I don't it know if you're Ethan, thinking old was it enough. The Ethan, was it the Ethan Hawk? The Hamlet that would like where he did the to be or not to be in the video store? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at video videotape. He was in a blockbuster, like picking up videotapes going to be or not to be. I know that sounds more like Keanu at that time, but. Well, Rob, do you have any? Do you have anyone you'd like to add to the no. cast? All right. I'm, I'm no. Just, yeah, can you think of yeah. Don't worry, would have been fifth because that means he's been a very, very small. Wait, what if I had Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase? What? There is no way. Are you kidding? What if I had Ted Knight? Oh, is that? Holy cow. What? Wait Wait, a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me Caddyshack has Bill Murray fifth build? Bill Murray. Fifth. Fifth. After Michael O'Keefe. How much O'Keefe is that? I'm just telling you. This is truth oh, and man, i that's, that's the imdb oh you even had i, I even screwed build. up with the <laughs> i misspelled him here oh, Ted he was oh you sp- the original one i don't I was even like, know wait who a michael minute. o'keefe is michael o'keefe was danny danny newman oh okay tricky wicked tricksy wow. all right but wait that's a i mean that is really incredible yeah. that he is not higher than yeah. fifth yeah pretty crazy right Pretty crazy, right. Carl Spack. Oh my God! I think what this game has exposed more than anything else are the holes in our film watching. I think so. Well, that but, was you know, this was a really entertaining game. I wish there was a way that we could uh, somehow have people to support us to to be able to make cool games. If like this, this game has taught us anything, Kyle, it's that we need more support. If you are not a member yet, but you would like to become one, just head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. The most it'll cost you is just $5 a month. A bargain. It is such a bargain. Members get access to live streams as we record, uh, except for this one because... It got kiboscoed. Uh, Early access to shows in your own personal podcast feed. 
personal podcast feed. My goodness, even a personal podcast feed and access to the super secret member, ch- member channels and Discord, member bonus episodes, and even stickers. And you know what? I, what I stickers? actually sent stickers? stickers. And you know what stickers I sent? <laughs> I sent stickers just a couple of, just several weeks ago now. And I sent the stickers. I sent the Cabosco. I said, everybody got a Cabasco. Is it a member? They it's got the Cabasco. It's the out world. there. It's out there. Nobody has sent me a picture of a Cabasco in the wild, but everybody, I think, got two Cabascos in the package. I'm very excited well. that the Cabascos are out there. Uh, in, uh, I'm the sorry. Wild. Did you say that the first person to, uh, to to tag on social media with the Cabasco sticker on there gets uh, a special more, shout out on a future more, episode and of- more Cabasco <laughs> stickers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is uh, it is my favorite thing. If you are wondering what movies we talk about on the next reel, uh, it, that's also an easy thing to remedy. You you're wonder where are all these movies? All you have to do is visit our Letterboxed HQ page, letterboxd.com slash the next reel. You'll find a list of all the movies that we're talking about this season, uh, the film board, the next reel, all the, sh- the, the movies, even the, uh, the uh, Trailer Rewind show. When that comes back, they'll build out their season. Uh, it's coming out in the next month or so. I think they're going to be starting to uh, get their uh, watch list out the door. So, uh, Letterboxd is fantastic. It is a bespoke social network for movie lovers and just for movie lovers. And uh, if you fall in love with it like we have, all you have to do is use the code NEXTREEL at checkout. You can upgrade to pro or patron 20% off. 20% what off. If, but what if I already have a, a membership? <sighs> I'm so glad you asked that, Kyle, because this also works for renewals. And that <gasps> is rare in this capitalist society very true renewals as well thank you everybody for your support we appreciate you and all that you do and help us do around the next real family of film podcasts and now the rob cabasco memorial list challenge in no many pop trick uh, the list this week, uh, last week, I think, who was it last week? It was, I, I believe it was Ocean and uh, Josh Stolte and Mandy, mm-hmm. I think, were the crew yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, and yeah. what they handed us good. was a list of movies that were bombs that became beloved. I think those are cult classics. Is that not the definition of kind of a cult well, classic film? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it could be, yeah. I hope uh, it you is. You might as well call this the uh, the movies that Kyle loves because every every time I brought the list, I was like, "These are all like my favorite movies." Yeah, no, I'm not going to be asking for backups because that'll take us all night. There's no <laughs> way we'll get through the backups list. Uh, I thought this was a, actually a really uh, entertaining uh, wandering down uh, memory lane for the, some of these mm-hmm. movies. I'm very excited about uh, about my picks, certainly about the movies that I have fallen in love with. So uh, I think with that, it is. Rob Cabosco kicking off the Rob Cabosco Memorial List Challenge of bombs pew, pew, pew. that became beloved. Rob, where would you like to start? Aurora Bors. Why, thank you so much. Um, I have a story to tell in my three picks tonight, if they're not stolen, uh, after this first one. Um, it's a little story about the 90s <laughs> and about the the way that the tone changed as we went through that decade. Maybe a parable for today's times. Um, bottom line with this first pick is uh, it's a movie that I loved immediately. Not a lot of people did, based by its box office. Uh, it had a budget of $65 million. It grossed 17 But we did learn how important it is to have a catchy tune when you're about to pull off a heist. It's 1991's Hudson Hawk. <laughs> oh, is that a steal? Of course it's a steal. Of course it's okay. a steal. Yeah. Okay, so, but, <laughs> oh, I mean, my God. I, my, my, my but your honor would be, is it beloved? No. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, sure it is. I mean, like, yeah. I saw oh, it, no. and I, I had this, the same thing. I went and saw the movie theater, walked out of it like, that movie's great! And then the rest of the, the world went, no, it isn't. And I went, oh, okay. But not now. But not no? But not now. Okay. That actually, I think I think a lot of people who, who lived, I mean, a younger person, no. Uh, I don't know if we saw, if Morgan had seen this movie, if we had subjected her to it. Uh, but it, it is now, I think, I remember when Danny Aiello passed, like there was a huge amount of love specifically for that scene with Swinging on a Star. Um, no, there, I think there's a lot of people who have a great place in their heart for this okay. film. Well, I hope so. But now so, you've yeah. made me second guess my love for this movie. No, not I, my love that, for this that, movie. That, I that, love this movie. Just a always. I, I found a bunch of lists and I, and I would find a movie. And I'm like, oh, I love that movie. I'm like. No one talks about that movie. Is it really beloved? So I, I just wanted yeah. to. The, uh, well, and now that's a blanket statement for the rest of the ones we do. So we yeah. don't have to bring that yes, up. Yes, right. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Kyle. But there's a difference between people hated it and people didn't go see it. So I was. I, so I decided on mine when I pull up a movie, I would like, oh, what did the critics have to say about it? So I actually found for for all mine uh, the negative responses that critics had to these movies that were bombs Ooh. that became beloved. So uh, for the first one, uh, here's two quotes from two different critics: uh, an incredibly brutal and pretentious film, ostensibly about alienation in a modern desensitized world, a black comedy that entertains only on the most superficial level. And of course, that could only describe 1999's Fight Club. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, uh, and furthermore, uh, taking every scene on an individual basis, it is often madly brilliant, but put it all together and it's a pretentious, incoherent mess. Oh, but dear. why would you take every scene on an individual basis? <laughs> That's not how movies work. But yeah. 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 Uh, love that. Love, love that we from from day one. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was a bomb at the box office. That's that's crazy. Uh I, you know, I, I have a number of movies now that it's been stolen. I'm, I'm pretty upset about that, but, uh, I, I have quite a list and the, the Hudson the, Hawk was not with you. Hudson Hawk was not with me. We've done this movie on the show. It is an adaptation of a Stephen King property. It's from 1994 Ooh. and it is oh. one of the most beloved movies uh, I, I think of in in sort of movie history, uh, it is one that is often uh, discussed uh, in in terms of its filmmaking, its production, its performances. Uh, and when it opened, it, its domestic opening was under a million dollars on a twenty five million dollar budget. Uh, the the movie has since uh, well made back uh, what it, uh, when it finally found its legs, it has since well made back what it spent. The movie is the Shawshank redemption. Mm-hmm. Terrible bomb, terrible bomb at the, uh, box office. Was it a steal? Rob? Uh, no, it was a backup oh, okay. though, but I yeah. was, I was ready for that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think, uh, well, the unsung hero of that movie really has to be Ted Turner. Uh, because I think it was the nonstop showing of that movie yeah. on TBS that transformed it from a forgettable mm. Stephen King adaptation into a classic just because it was it was on all the time. It was on all the time. Hop over to any of his many stations and watch it. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, <laughs> Rob, number two. OK, so this I, I understand you're going to have a problem with the with the my use of the word beloved with this. <laughs> But let me say there is something to be said for a movie from the 90s that is now still currently be worked on to be rebooted as a series. Mm. 
this is a movie that uh, had a $60 million production budget. It grossed only $42 million. It really speaks to the gloom, the growing gloom. You had Hudson Hawk, mindless nonsense coming out of the 80s, early 90s. And then as the 90s progressed, we went to this place where we were worried about Y2K. <laughs> we were worried about the future. We got a little uh, stuff. And, uh, and it also doesn't help, too, when you have a story that is based on a spaceship that travels around the universe going through hell. Uh, I'm talking about 1997's Event Horizon. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I was waiting. I saw your yeah. faces. You're like, yeah. where was, is this going? going to, Beloved, really? This is my uh-huh. Kyle face from a few minutes ago. Really? <laughs> really? It, it, and it it's is not, because you know what? Yeah. There are jokes. Okay, first of all, I remember seeing this when it came out. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is crazy. A horror film set in space. And it's got a lot of stuff to it. And of course, yes, there was the there's the grotesque, crazy parts of the of the film. But it's a great cast. Mm-hmm. And it did make you think a little bit about, you know, what is going on? I mean, it's it's basically the exorcist in space. I mean, if you want to get into like, you know, what's going on, right, with what, what what the film is about. And it's got a ton of pop culture references. And yes, Amazon is throwing money at making a series about a series to continue the story. It's not clear actually what they're gonna do. Yeah, there's been a okay. lot of the interest has grown in this film since those days. Yeah. I remember the, in the Empire magazine, the podcast that they do, they, they're one of the guys who's a huge fan of it and brings it up all the time. And every time he talks to Sam Neill, like that's what he wants to talk about. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure, you're here for like, you know, New Jurassic Park, but like, can we talk about Event Horizon? I, I clearly I need to watch it well, again. I saw it when it came out and I did not have I, I just don't have that historical connection to it. Like it mm-hmm. just hasn't come back up in, in my life. So. I feel like now I'm well, and I think they something. even went to there's a story where like they actually when it started to become grow in popularity, there was a point where they wanted to go back and restore some deleted scenes because there apparently oh, are these yes. like rumors to massively changed. But, but, but even but they even they didn't have all the deleted scenes because at <laughs> the end of the day, they were like, yeah, we're just a the flop. We just throw that yeah. stuff away. Yeah. They threw them away. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So. All right. Kyle, number two. Well, this movie is not the least bit scary or suspenseful, but instead grows quickly tedious. The more you struggle to keep track of constantly multiplying plot developments, the harder it gets to care who did it. You leave it with one conviction. Stick with the game. From 1985, it's Clue. Yeah. I think pretty much that's one of these. There's a couple of generational movies. I feel like everyone of our generation has seen that movie and it could have been the whole, the cable thing, just like it was with that. But you can, you you could walk up to bridge anybody and the voice you go flames, flames. And they're like, they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I I think this is, this is the, the movie that, you know, for those of us who were born after a certain point, it's Mm -hmm. this movie that defines Tim Curry. And then yes. we went back to see yes. the other Rocky one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like this is how it starts uh, when meeting Mr. Body and the fact one that I became a straight up one. collector because, you know, they released the three different endings that you could right. see multiple different times right. depending on yeah. when and where I you saw went. ending C. Okay. I don't, I actually like, don't remember I which remember ending I had because it, it, once it came out on video, I, I just, all mm-hmm. the endings were there and I just kept watching them over and over again. So I'm a big fan of Clue. That is a great, great pick. I feel like I need to uh, it, at least be right with you on the generational movies. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to say I loved this movie, but I recognize its importance both in filmmaking, uh, in particularly garage filmmaking, right? Guerrilla filmmaking. Uh, and it represents the passion of making film. Uh, it also introduced a whole cast of uh, figures that have become in their own way iconic. It's a movie that cost $27,000 to make and grossed $3 million in the box office. It never once played at more than 50 theater screens in the United States at the same time. That movie is Clerks. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that yeah. has be it has become it sparked many many things and I I had the movie and watched it often mm-hmm. and uh yeah. it, it is it is what it is. Um it is it is. I liked those guys most in that movie and I kind of <laughs> never really found a, a place for them after that. Like when it was still an oddity, it was great mm-hmm. and then it became a franchise. Yeah. Yeah, true. It is what it is. My number two, Clerks. And, Rob, that takes us back around the horn. All right, so uh, this is not a surprise. I had no – there's no way I could do a list of these movies, and this is not on the list, even though it's a low-hanging fruit. But I I don't matter because I remember going to the theater with my wife. I dragged my wife to to this movie on opening night. Nobody knew what it was or why we were going to go see it. Um, it is one of the few times that I've taken my wife to a movie where I bawled hmm. at the end of the movie and he's right here. There he is. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 1999's The Iron Giant um, because you can't, you, this movie is in my top three of all time, all movies. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. And nobody still remembers how, I, I think you could do a whole documentary. I'm waiting for the documentary that talks about the the story of The Iron Giant and how you take a movie from its source material, this is, I think I've mentioned this before on other stuff we've done. There's probably no other movie, maybe other than Forrest Gump, where the source material is, mm, and it is transformed into something spectacular. But in this case, I mean, they spent over $70 million. The movie made $23 million. <laughs> Yeah. It was a huge bomb. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost single-handedly, I always like to think is, it almost single-handedly killed Warner Brothers animation. Yeah. It killed the Warner Brothers studio stores. Yeah. Like, cause they were stocked with iron giant toys and, and like, you can't Brad bird. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this, what this movie meant and how the, the, the marketing of it was bungled. Everyone knows this. I mean, I would love to watch the documentary on how the iron giant almost didn't happen yeah. because it was a mess. But anyway, well, it's I mean, the movie that that's I love. one opinion. Uh, I mean, another opinion might be that the movie, as beautifully drawn and as sleek and engaging oh, as it no. is, has oh, the no. annoyance of incredible smugness. It is, oh. one could say, blinded oh, no. by the hindsight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, not a steal, but I knew you were going to pick that one, so I specifically found a critic that yeah. had, a, had a, a real problem with that movie. How could you do that? Wow. <laughs> that was... Sick burn, you bro. Choose. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing. Seriously. Anyway. Uh, well, let's just see yeah. uh, if if we have a I, uh, witty retort. Yeah. I say I guarantee this was not will not be stolen. Um, I say my last <laughs> one. So I'm going to tell you how I saw this movie, and then I'm going to read you the Craig thing. So I was in a film class in college. Like, it was history of film. And so 
I got exposed to a lot of stuff I had never seen before. That's you know, like where I got to see you know the the red balloon and uh, umbrellas of Cherry mm-hmm. and all these like stuff that was outside what I had access to in suburban Indiana. Uh, so and then uh, we got to see there like okay now like I'm like oh great now we gotta watch we gotta watch an old silent black and white film oh great and so like go in and you know it's like. You're in college, you sit down in, in, in a classroom and, and they shut the lights and start playing it. And I see one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. And everyone else in the class is sitting there like, mm-hmm, oh, yes, maison scene. Mm-hmm. They're like taking notes. And I am and like I start trying to stop myself from laughing, and which makes it even worse. And I end up the only person in this entire class just flat out guffawing because I love Buster Keaton and I love the general. That was the first time I had ever seen that movie and it holds up. Like I watched it in the nineties and it's a movie from 1926 and it's still brilliant. However, uh, the critics actually found a critic from 1926 who did not like it. And so they said, uh, he said, of course, its principal comedy scene is built on that elementary bit, the chase, and you can't continue a a fight for almost an hour and expect results, especially is this so when the action is placed entirely in the hands of the star. It was his story. He directed and he acted. The result is a flop. (laughs) It was a very expensive movie for the time, and it came out. But like, I still hold the general as being one of the the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's just unbelievable that had that that movie was even made. Uh, it's everything almost practical. They really dropped a train off of the side of a, of a mountain. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. you, you hope that critics review is on his headstone somewhere. Right. <laughs> I was the one who didn't like Buster Keaton's The General. <laughs> I would say it, it was, it, I think I don't think he was the only one. Like yeah. you know, it, did, it did not do well. It was a it was finds, an expensive movie and did not. It was not City Lights. It finds its home, just like yeah. uh, just like I mean, you might say that critic had a real case of the Mondays. <gasps> That's right. This movie is, I'm so glad it wasn't stolen. It did mm-hmm. straight up terribly in the box oh, yes. office. It uh, Domestic opening uh, made just over $4 million on a budget of 10. International, but international, this is, it shows that the numbers I have are probably not, are not great. It made $446 <laughs> in the international box office. It did not do well abroad. Uh, and yeah. uh, it, uh, but it is a movie that uh, I absolutely loved. And I think it's because I I saw it at a time that I was having just that very, very uh, 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 wretched office stank on me. I went to an office, Mm. I sat in a cubicle, and I suffered the paper jam, even when there was not a paper jam. It is 1999's Mike Judge film Office Space. Uh, This movie is straight up quotable and it lives in my psyche i do i know i'm there are people who love this movie there are people who really really don't like mike judge and (laughs) some of the stuff he does Uh, but this movie hits me right where it's funny office space i think that movie has one of the best first acts of of any of the comedies from that era yeah in my opinion that's and then it falls apart 
I, I like, think for the last for the last half hour, there's like nothing that's really funny or quotable or, or memorable at all. But I think it's sort of like it it has this great premise, and then goes, oh man, I don't know where we go from here. Well, and since I'm last, I'll go ahead and say, isn't that I, I think the same or worse can be said of uh, idiocracy, right? And and one of the greatest things that can be oh, said yeah. of idiocracy True. is the Urban Dex- yes. Dictionary uh, definition is a comedy that became a documentary. Like yeah. that movie, it's it's saying so much, and sometimes. Yes. it's saying it in a really funny way uh yeah. and and others it just again it just falls apart um but uh, for me office space works better than idiocracy and so you know that's where i that's mm-hmm. where i stand i it, and i mean could swing could swing line swing line have sold any more red staplers yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. they had to make <laughs> so invent I mean, yeah. a red stapler right like they, they it wasn't right. on the shelves. so i think that was um i it was just it was a very funny movie with a very very funny cast and um sure got got us some faces um mm-hmm. i did have a couple of other backups i i am i'm bummed that i missed out on hudson hawk because it fits in in <laughs> another movie that is uh, that i don't know that i could call beloved but it is one of my very very favorite guilty pleasures and that is the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the across eighth the dimension. dimension what's that watermelon that doing movie. there i'll tell you later i think the other one was the crow uh i oh, was actually a big fan of the crow and but i wonder if it would have been i don't know if you would call it beloved Oh, I say I, I would I would take quibble with the other side of it. I don't think it was a bomb. I think when it came out, it was did really well. I wonder why though, right? Like well, it it had it it had had the event of the the tragic death of Brandon Lee on set, and right. I I wonder if that actually it, it helped it, you know, earn money, and that the the actual fans found it and stuck with it. And otherwise, it mm-hmm. it wouldn't have done it wouldn't have done all that well. So true. And they but uh, they've never been able to do it again. Yeah. Every time they've tried to do crow in anything other form anywhere else, it's it's just never caught on. I know. And yet, I mean, I'm sure you guys were wearing eyeliner for a while. Well, oh, sure. It made it cool. Well, hey, I even I even wrote a sequel to it. So you did know. you? I did. <laughs> that was back in the fanfic days. Wow. Check that out. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you have oh, other backups? I did. Uh, I had uh, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which came out one month after E.T., uh, and America voted on what e. kind of alien T. they wanted to see. Yep. <laughs> yep. I had, uh, of course, the movie that I think I bring up every time I'm on here, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Yep. Uh, which had a it, it kind of like it had a snakes on the plane level amount of, of nerd hype, and it came out, and only nerds went to see it. Yep. Uh, but time has shown that that is actually one of Ed Wright's fantastic. And I, and I, also, I have awful uh, things that critics said about all of these movies as well, just in case. And, uh, and then uh, uh, a movie that has become a holly, holiday classic, Hocus Pocus, which came out in oh, August yes. and August. bombed hard. Because why do you put out a Halloween movie in August, Disney? You do not. Yeah, you do not Disney. Uh, but I'll, I'll read you that one just as, as we as we wrap up. Um, forget amusement parks and hockey teams. It's in movie comedies that Disney is having its real crisis, as evidenced by this would be laugh getter that begins with the murder of a child and a triple hanging. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're making so much money on the merchandise. That's amazing. Um, I also did have I had Willy Wonka if uh, I had yeah, to pull that. Yeah. Uh, and okay. So here's the deal. Did you all, when you were doing your, uh, the searching the variety of things, do you know what movie I apparently need to see? What? Is a movie called uh, Pop Star Never Stop, Never so Stopping. Yeah. I love that movie. 100%. And the soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. It, it's, then that's on. That, that is one of those things. I think that is, that's going to like Scott Pilgrim. That's going to have its time. Like in 10 I, years, I everybody so will be like, how did you guys, how, how did you American yeah. <laughs> movie audiences not love this? Cause it's amazing. If you're it's a fan of Brooklyn so nine, nine. Oh yeah. What's so beautiful about it is it it knows exactly what it is the entire time. It is, it never loses sight of what it's trying to do. Hyper-focused. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I say, I I even go as far as say, if you loved Spinal Tap, see this because this is like the Spinal Tap of of now because it's about a parody of the music industry now. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So good. I'm glad I asked. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Now we have the uh, the distinguished honor of actually preparing the list subject for next week's team. And next week's team, Tommy Metz is going to be hosting Ocean Murph and Chrissy Lenz. What are we going to offer them to talk about hmm. next week? Well, first thing that came to mind was disappointing sequels, but I don't know if I want to put that negativity on there because, you know, it's March, dark. it's spring. Yeah, it's, you want to give them some Oh, wow, I was going to say right. uh, Doomsday. Oh. Doomsday stories. <laughs> That's really That's funny. I, around, was, I guess. Yeah, I was like, what okay. What happened in the last hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> We're still reeling from the. Uh, from the yeah, maybe it's uh, board, board games made into movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have oh them God. all fight over the three. Yeah, yeah, over Jumanji Part uh, One and yeah. Jumanji and, and Battleship and Clue. Those and are Clue. the three. They just keep, yeah. they just keep on doing. Don't forget Zathura. Don't forget Zathura. Favreau has his day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just been hired to do the Ticket to Ride adaptation, so it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. I'm thinking uh, okay. Vin Diesel for the red. <laughs> That's oh, sorry. <laughs> it's good. You had me. I'd already moved on, but then you wrenched okay. me back into it. No, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Any other? We've. We, what did we talk about tonight? We talked um, about awards. We talked about what, Marvel shows. Are there enough for workplace comedies? Oh. I mean, you talked about Office Space. I did. Are there enough? Oh. Thing, um, business, like, like business, oh, business, so. business, business. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what? Like, so does it have um, to be a comedy? Like, why is what is? Oh, the, no, I was, and I was saying we can just. Some, we'll start with the word business and build yeah. out from there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just like, I'm trying to think of our audience, and our audience includes Tom, and that means. Right. It's going to have to have a horror well, event, do you, too. When you say oh, business, or do you want to do workplace? Because, I mean, like, yeah. work, like workplace stories is one thing. Bus- things about business is another. Best, best company to work for? Oh, look at you. You know? That had I some mean, real wow. Kyle Olsen that, spice I, I, I kind of like the ones that allow the yeah. people to sort of, like... Like, this is where I'd want to work kind of thing. I or, like it. It's you know, like, this is a headline I'd read on the front of, like, Vanity Fair. Best company right. to work for yeah. 2022. Take it right. however way you want to take it. Take it however you want. Right. So basically movies about home. <laughs> no. Oh, ooh, see? Now there's an angle. Really? You really? Yeah. That's there's right. An there's an angle. That would be the Cabasco theme of the week. I love it. I would take that. Right. I would well, listen to that. I mean. Okay. Best company yeah, so to work like, for so 2022. Secret Window Secret Garden. That's my first one. Secret Garden. Do you remember that? <laughs> Another Stephen King adaptation with Johnny Depp. Uh, awesome. No Best one should company see. to work for. We're doing yeah. it. That's a yeah, win. I like it. Excellent. Hey, uh, gentlemen, it's good to see you. I haven't. We haven't done a, a trio like just us in a long, long time. I no, miss you guys. Long Especially, let me just say, I know this is the time where we would plug our own thing, but I want to plug your own thing. I am Ooh. loving 10 Random Things, the YouTube <laughs> channel, live 5 p.m. Uh, Arizona time on uh, the Next Real YouTube channel. It's really, really great. I even put it in my YouTube, in my email signature. 
Oh, oh yeah. That's oh, nice of you. I'm telling everybody. I have a great time on that show. And everybody I talk to about that show says, that is a fantastic premise. I'm going to go watch that show. What, tell it, tell the world uh, about that show. It is the show that is for things that fans, audiences, people who love pop culture are talking about. So it's timely, which is why we do it live. Mm-hmm. We pick up all the things that are happening in the week. On the this past week's episode, we had a, a few things to talk about uh, the Batman mm-hmm. We had uh, we have we're introducing regular segments that are very entertaining. Uh, one of them this past week was uh, the overhyped product intro, <laughs> which I think is going to return again and again. I won't we tell had, you what it uh, is. You have to watch the back, We had a build build a film festival, so we yeah. had the we picked an actor and we had to pick ten movies that would uh, wrap up their career. Well, and speaking of building, it is things, super we random. Did uh, actually do a fantastic time lapse build of the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of, we had yeah. the Razor Crest on. We did we did a live tour that was like for real. Thing, that, that was incredible. No, the only thing I was going to say is the, the the great thing about the show is that it is live. Anything can happen. Some weird things will happen, <laughs> and we have a lot of ideas. There'll be a lot of things we're going to explore. Yeah. So, as I was saying, is is ten random things. So even even we don't know what's going to happen. You can subscribe to the show in audio form, uh, in yes. podcast form, anywhere you get your podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Google. It's everywhere you can get your podcast. But I'm going to tell you this: don't do that. That's that, that's <laughs> not the best. That's not the best way to enjoy this show. Uh, please uh, watch it on YouTube. Subscribe to it. Get it uh, wherever you uh, watch your YouTubes because you got to see uh, what. The guys are up to so fantastic uh, yeah and, and it, it does live on if you miss it at at five you yeah. can at yep, five yep, o'clock yep. on wednesdays you can go back and listen and watch it at your leisure you can so. always find the latest episode right at the top of the page uh, truestory.fm slash 10 random things please go there and watch the show support the boys they're doing great work also i'm podcasting don't worry about it it's fine uh <laughs> we, we're still loving watching movies and doing that stuff but go watch 10 random things thank you guys uh for hanging out with me tonight Rob Cabasco, Kyle Olson, you're the best. Thank you. We love you, Pete. Oh, oh. and thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, we appreciate your time and your attention. And uh, on behalf of these yahoos, you know, Rob, Rob was here. Uh, I'm Pete Wright. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Bye. Saturday matinee. <laughs> Go do something nice for yourself. <laughs> I may have Cabasco'd on myself. I forgot you guys were there. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reels family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Ah, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about the Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara. Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. 
Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Audible.